Welcome to the School of Unlearning. I'm your host, Elisa Haggerty. I've always believed in the power of questions. They create a gap, a space where we pause and begin to challenge the world around us. Without questions, we're stuck in the trance of life, a life given to us versus one created with agency. Your journey to rethink and unlearn the norms no longer serving you begins now. Hey everyone, welcome to this week's Five Minute Friday for the School of Unlearning podcast. I'm actually filming today from San Diego. And today's topic is on losing and finding your voice. I had this realization recently. Um, it kind of came to me in the middle of a workout. And uh, I kind of realized you can't find your voice until you realize you've lost it. And what I mean by voice is sort of the alignment of your inner voice, your intuition with your actions and behaviors. And when this magic happens, this alignment happens, I would say you found your voice. Now, finding your voice gets a lot of press these days, and it should because it's a fascinating moment in life. It's one that clinical psychologist Esther Perel calls an erotic intelligence, uh, basically a sense of aliveness. But today I want to spend some time on what losing your voice looks, feels, and sounds like so that you can begin paying attention to the signs along the way. It turns out there's a lot of value in losing your voice. Let me explain. So many people have had this moment where they realize they've gone astray, maybe in professional or personal settings, or maybe even both. And they followed the pack. They lost their voice in the pursuit of fitting in or wanting to be seen as the good one. And as I've said before on many podcasts, I believe our most primal fear isn't death. It's not belonging. I want to make one distinction though. Fitting in is very different than belonging. Belonging means your whole self gets to sit at the table and fitting in looks like you get to have one cheek on the stool while the rest of your body awkwardly dangles off the edge. Fitting in results in losing and compromising your voice. Belonging equals finding your voice and bringing all of it with you. All right, it's story time. So I joined a health tech startup about five years ago. And I, in the beginning, I was so elated to be sitting with the cool kids. We were all drinking the same organic kombucha in love with not just the holistic medicine we were giving the world, but on a more granular level, we were paying attention to what and how we ate. We were walking the wellness walk. We were progressive and cutting edge. I had found my community and in so many ways I was shining. My colleagues resonated with so many of my own worldviews. Uh, we had a shorthand in conversation, a common understanding of the work we were here to do. But after a few years, I moved out of being a provider, that is to say a health coach in this model, because I'd become burnt out. I was so eager for diversity of thought, new ways of using my brain and developing new skills. And so I moved over into the business operations for this fast growing health tech company. I started saying yes to projects and ideas that seemed aligned with me. They seemed like a great challenge on paper. And I knew that growth wouldn't be easy. Um, it's always sort of a, a push and a pull. But after a while, I started to wonder if growth had to be downright painful and jarring. I didn't have a shorthand anymore with my new teammates, at least not all the time. And so again and again, I rationalized with myself that growth isn't easy. And I said yes to project after project because the company's needs always came first. About a year into embracing the corporate nod, I realized I was a shell of myself. I would come alive for select projects and events, the ones where I was really creating spaces for humans to learn and grow and connect together. But as soon as these events ended and the praise stopped, I found myself back at my computer, staring at spreadsheets, um, trying to make sense of data that didn't seem to have a North Star. And I began to find that I felt numb once again. 
On paper, so much of these jobs did make sense. And yet I found myself depressed, anxious, unable to tap into my voice that had been so clear and so passionate for so many years. I was losing my swagger, my sense of self, and it wasn't pretty, friends. Losing my voice looked like me sitting at the desk until 8 p.m., slumped over, staring at a computer, taking dozens of breaks throughout the day just to eke out one more project or one more email. Losing my voice also looked like a lot of corporate nods because quitting what looked so good on paper felt like a sense of betrayal. Losing my voice sounded like, yeah, sure, I can do that if you need. And the longer I sat in this space of passive resignation, the less I was even able to ask essential questions. My executive functioning had literally shut down and I was able to see firsthand that when we operate out of fear, we really can't access critical thinking and comprehensive problem solving. Operating with a voice that wasn't mine, one that was really trying to contort itself to fit in with a community, looked like resistance, poor execution at times, and a lot of fatigue. Everything felt like a struggle. And lastly, losing my voice began to permeate into the boundaries being broken outside of work too. It was like one integrity breach was contagious, and pretty soon I found my relationships mirrored the way I was showing up at work. I was people-pleasing and sacrificing my health again just to remain part of the group. So what's the value here, you may be wondering? Well, there's so much uh, we can learn about what we really care about when we allow it to slip away. Our bodies are always talking to us after all. Sometimes it's in the form of depression or burnout. And other times it's this subtle whisper nudging us to tune into our intuition. We can't possibly formulate such conviction and belief unless we've had to rumble with losing our most precious gift, our voice. I can't say finding my voice was some magical epiphany. My voice was always there patiently waiting for me to wake the fuck up and embrace the limitless possibilities that were already accessible to me. The blinders had come off and I stopped saying yes to the corporate nods and projects that didn't align with me or my voice and yes to the whisper that had been there all along. Now finding my voice, well, it looks like creating to create. It looks like establishing what I want my life to look like and fitting my work into it, not the other way around. Finding my voice has felt like a coming home a confident, calm voice that ushers me through my days. Finding my voice also feels like what I call a full body yes. A head to toe, jump up and down, yes, I'll work on that project. Finding my voice looks like listening more, asking more questions, gathering data and stories and doing an inventory of where and how I can help and then going about the business of healing myself and others. I'll leave you with this. Losing your voice is scary as fuck, but if you pay attention to what it sounds like, looks like and feels like along the way, you'll see the signs waiting for you, the whispers that something's off. And in your lifetime, you will lose and you will find your voice dozens of times. It's not a one-time achievement. And look, you don't need to make radical life changes to begin finding your voice. You don't have to leave the job or the marriage, but you do need to begin paying attention. Hey friends, thanks for listening to the School of Unlearning podcast. You can follow us on Spotify and iTunes. Be sure to check out the show notes, complete with links and insight you won't want to miss. If you enjoyed this episode, take one minute to rate, review, and share this podcast. Because our learning and unlearning never ends, and we don't have to do it alone.